We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. Plus, you can support college access and student access when you donate online to Roundup in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Hey, guys! We have a live show coming up on Saturday, July 16th at 8 p.m. at the Largo in sunny Los Angeles, California. These shows are really fun. We catch up, we tell stories, we make each other laugh, and we make you laugh. We even do BuzzFeed quizzes, and we answer your questions right in the dang room. You come to the show with a freaking question, we'll answer it. It's a dang good time. It's a dang good time. Grab them tickets for a dang good time for July 16th. (laughs) You absolutely have to do that line again. There's no way you got a good take of that. <laughs> Grab your tickets for July sixteenth and <laughs> what? what? What is happening? <laughs> Grab tickets for July sixteenth at largo-la.com. See you then in sunny Los Angeles, California. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Sashir. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm going to go to New York soon. I'm excited That's about that. exciting. When are you going? Um, in a couple days. I <laughs> just decided. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't think I'm going anywhere. I'm working all through July and partly into August. But then I go back to Mexico. Um, mm-hmm. And then we got to figure out where we're going to go New Year's Eve, baby. We do. Mm. 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 I don't know. Somewhere in Europe? Somewhere, somewhere in Europe. Somewhere anywhere out of the country. Yeah. We haven't been to Paris. We have not been to Paris. Ooh. Bonjour. Would you say, Jordan? I was going to say, if you guys were to stay in the U.S., is there a place you've never been that you wanted to go? I think I've been to all of the states. You really think you've been to all the states? Yeah, I think so. You've been Jordan? to Omaha? Nebraska? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, Jordan, can you bring yeah. up the states of America? I sure can. That's no one has ever said it that way. Can you bring up the states, <laughs> the of, states America? of America? Whatever. I pledge allegiance to the states, the of, states America. of America. <laughs> yeah, I truly think I've been everywhere. New Hampshire, Texas, Kentucky. Have you been to the Dakotas? Yeah, I've been to North, I've been to South, I've been to Nevada. Minnesota? Minnesota. Where? What's their big city? Minneapolis. Minneapolis? Yeah, I've been there. Okay. Appleton, Wisconsin, been there. Yeah, I truly think I've been to every state. Alaska? You know what? I've not been to Alaska. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's spend New Year's in Alaska. Yeah, no, or we could go to um, one of our partners, like Guam or Puerto Rico. <laughs> one of our partners. <laughs> one of our like affiliates. A, <laughs> like a sponsorship. <laughs> and we want to thank our partners, Guam. <laughs> Guam, Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. I just learned that Hawaii did not want to become a state and they forced them to become a state. Oh, absolutely. They still kind of don't want to be one. I didn't know that. Yeah, and they keep being like, please stop visiting. We know we're part of fucking the United States, but stop coming here. I wonder if that happened with Guam, Puerto Rico, and uh, the American Samoa, which is pretty rude that they put the American Samoa on on the front end of that. (laughs) To be clear, it's still Samoa, but it's the American version. The American one. So fucking rude. So fucking rude. Also, it's just like... Why do we even have to, like, be United States? Like, why can't we just, like, vibe on our own? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> vibe on our own? Like, yeah, every state has its own vibe, baby. <laughs> We're not a part of anything. <laughs> Are you, is this, like, a state's rights thing? Hey, man, listen. We just <laughs> get to be... Also, I look fully nude. Uh, you do. You <laughs> Your hair is covering all your clothes. <laughs> it's co- I'm wearing a tank top, but I'm truly like being like, let's vibe you, out. You're vibing very hard. You took all your clothes off. Yeah, man. Just like every state has its own vibe, baby. And we don't answer to anybody except for like the vibes. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess that it that is kind of happening. There's stuff that happens on a federal level. Mm-hmm. And then... But states do get to vote on things separately. But I guess not everything. Well, I'm I like if Hawaii as a whole, if they all are like, we really don't want to be part of the United States. We'd like to be our own entity and set up a lot of different rules and stuff. Like, why can't they do that? Why is it hard you can't to secede? secede? How hard is that? I actually do not because I feel like didn't Texas try to do that, right? I feel like they tried and failed. And then I know there was like a whole war where they were trying that too. Yeah. And that didn't go well either for them. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Maybe you have to, is is it like you actually have to go to war? Is that it? Oh, maybe. I figured it was like filing some paperwork and people voting. It that would be nice, but I think it's like (laughs) you you might have to get violent to to actually see. I see. I figured it'd be like, um, what's it called when a child, uh, Drifts away from a parent legally. 
emancipation when you get emancipated from your drift <laughs> away <laughs> when you drift away legally you've never it just sounds like it just sounds like they got distant <laughs> like they stopped talking to them i would love for someone to describe it like that oh yeah i drift away from my parents uh legally <laughs> before i was 18 it was a legally a legal drift <laughs> we all signed papers um emancipating as a child is interesting yeah because it's like so i'm gonna like they get to be you know my parents still they're just not my parent and then i take care of myself is that what a child emancipation is i think so yeah because i don't know what i don't know how the courts rule like yeah you can take care of yourself yeah and then like if you are emancipated uh before you're 18 it's like like legal age to work how do you get money do you go you don't go into foster care do you and maybe you can't get a man no i think you can't i was gonna say maybe you can't emancipate yourself if you're not 18 but then but then you can you can that's like the whole point of emancipating is you are a child who is like these parents are parents just not mine right now anymore oh my god maybe it's like an unaccompanied minor flying someone just like helps you at the job at the job well you have to get a job to support yourself and like if you're under 16 you're like technically can't work okay okay so emancipation is a legal way for children to become adults before they're 18 once a child's emancipated his or her parents their parents do not have custody or control of them anymore emancipation is usually forever but the court can cancel the emancipation of the minors asking for the emancipation lies to the court or is no longer able to support themselves if you are emancipated you can do some things without your parents permission like get medical care apply for a work permit sign up for college or school live where you want and if you're emancipated you will give up the right to be supported by your parents even if you're emancipated you have to go to school you can't just get married without your parents permission but they're not your parents and you go to juvenile court if you break the law um, if you have a legal guardian, all the information in the section applies to the parents. It applies to your legal guardian too. Um, interesting. To get married, you need permission from your parents and the court. Interesting. But also that. But it says there. So this is a way. There are three ways to get emancipated. Get married. Hmm. But you do need your parents' permission. Yeah. So I guess if you are fourteen years old, because you have to be at least fourteen years old, and you're like, I want to get married, your parents have to go. Cool we're going to let this child become an adult so they can go get married. And the court has to be like, seems legit to me. I sure hope not. (laughs) Me too. So then if you want to join the armed forces at 14 years old, (laughs) you got to go to court. Uh, Oh no, you don't got to go to court. You know, your parents have to be like, yeah, get out there. Then the armed forces have to go. Yes. Give me that kid. Um, (laughs) Give me that kid. (laughs) Give me them kids. To get a declaration of emancipation from a judge. Uh, you have to prove all these things. You're at least 14. You don't want to live with your parents. Your parents do not mind if you move out. You can handle your own money. You have a legal way to make money. Emancipation would be good for you. How do you have a legal way to make money if at 14? Oh, I guess if you're a child actor. <laughs> I mean, I think there's other ways. I think the only occupation at 14 where you can emancipate yourself is a child actor. I think you can like maybe a legal work in retail at 14 like bag groceries at 14 maybe I, i'm pretty sure that's 16 mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can only be a child actor 
Yeah, you have to be a successful child actor. <laughs> oh, okay. F- 15. Oh. Oh, and well, this is four- also Connecticut. So. Oh, okay. So, California, you can bag at 14. Because you can either bag groceries or be a child star. And those Damn. are the two ways in California <laughs> that you can get emancipated from your parents. You either become Macaulay Culkin or work at Christie's. And that is it. <laughs> interesting do you think you could be alone like live alone and be independent when you were 14 um what grade that's like seventh grade i think ninth grade ninth (laughs) Uh, clearly not (laughs) clearly no um ninth grade yes no, I once set fire to a toaster oven in our kitchen in ninth grade. Um, mm. Maybe. I think I could figure it out. Mm-hmm. I think I have like a resilience inside of me that I'm like, all right, here are the cards I've been dealt. I can figure out how to make do with it. Okay. I can see that. Jordan doesn't think uh, so. No, no, I have a question off of this. So Jordan has a, mm-hmm. a critique on my character. Are you then... You have emancipated from your parents yes. at 14. Are you a child actor? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. have you moved to Hollywood? I have moved to Hollywood. I said goodbye, parents. I moved to Hollywood. I'm grinding the pavement. I'm auditioning. Uh, it's me and uh, I can't think of anybody else. Whatever. Um, it's just us in the room. I'm audi- No, I think I'd probably become, I'd move to California and become a, uh, a bad gal. <laughs> a bad gal bad gal nini <laughs> so sheer do you think at 14 you could live on your own absolutely not no mm. i was real dumb i got duped mm. in my 20s like i don't think 14 year old sheer knows how the, the world works mm. I, I would like hand someone all my money i would follow someone into a alley i would get <laughs> trafficked immediately i would just like it would just not be great for me i would get trafficked immediately yeah i i really maintain i feel like a lot of people listening would probably disagree but i do think i could figure it out you are very when i sound thank you you are thank you so much jordan do you think you could live on you okay so child star or grocery bagger (laughs) and do you think you could live on your own at 14 without parents no and no and i have worked in a grocery store and it was horrible so why I, too much fruit too, no so where i worked in the gro- <laughs> too much fruit but I, <laughs> I worked in a grocery store oh I, no we have too much fruit what are we gonna do <laughs> That's why I hate it. Too Honestly, much fruit. I just envisioned the produce section. I was like, that's a lot of fruit to upkeep. Who is looking underneath all the apples to make sure they're not rotten? That's a job. That's why there's a whole produce department in a store. Whoa. So you have you have like uh, anywhere from five to ten people just in charge of produce. Oh, oh wow. So, but when I first got hired at eighteen. Um, I, I was like, I'm going to be like a checkout girl. No, I went, they took me straight to the deli department. I was like chucking like meat all the time. Oh, so 
Can I ask a rude question? Do you sure. identify as plus size or fat or whatever? I identify, identify as plus size, yeah. Okay, were you plus size when you got the job at the supermarket? I was at that time somewhere between a, a 14 and 16. Okay. So, but to, so I me, actually was, to me, it's also small, but to be fair, I was the youngest in the department and there was other people who worked in the department who were smaller than me. Mm-hmm. I it For my sake, it truly was just, um, they needed an extra person oh. there. Because so. me as a fat lady, if I got a job at a supermarket and they were like, cut the meats, I was like, oh, do you not think I'm dainty enough to bag? <laughs> <laughs> or they just think you're strong enough like, to do the meats. work that machinery. Yeah. Mm. We did get some weird phone calls. Like, if you can imagine being in a deli department and having um, creepy people calling and asking about meats. Oh, they're so, like, you got those, some some beef slivers. Yeah. You got, you got a fat hog back there. Ah! So she was calling the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I probably couldn't make it at 14 is because I would be on the phone and be like, yeah, we have salami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how much do you like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was so naive to it. And then finally it was like, oh, and then it clicked. And then after the deli department, I got shifted to the pizza department. And so I learned how to make pizza and ha- like toss it in the air. What Ooh. grocery store is this? It's yeah. New, new, big Y in New England. Big Y. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been to a big Y. Can you pull that up so I can see a big Y? I sure can't. It looks like every other grocery store. It sure doesn't. (laughs) The Lingcroft Acme where I grew up did not have a pizza department. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, it's good pizza, too. Let me find some images. I love pizza. I ordered delivery the other day. Ooh, big Y. That's fancy font. (laughs) But I would never they pronounce nat- it big Y. Lots of natural light in there. Yeah. You would big windows. No, that's Biggie. Biggie. <laughs> so this is how I looked. Aww. Oh, cute. Like cute, a scientist cute. with a lab coat. Yes. Yeah. A scientist of meat. This is how they all look. <laughs> Everyone looks so happy. They really yeah. do. I'm trying to find. Oh, I'm so this get- is. This is basically where I worked. Like, it looked like this. And I was, oh, okay. the ovens are in the back. And Vince oh. Wilfork, who played on the Patriots, um, was a, if you can see him back here, he he had mm-hmm. a, like, a supreme pizza. And it was <laughs> atrocious to make. It was every single topping you could think of. Mm. So, so, anyways, but yeah, that was a, that was a long, that was over 10 years ago I worked there, so. That looks like a good supermarket. Uh, mm-hmm. It's there's no there's no biggies here. Mm-mm. No, that's it's hard for me to find a really good food store here compared to where I've worked and compared mm-hmm. to New England ones because it's I don't it's a totally different experience. Here I walk into like a Ralph's and I'm like this place sucks. No offense <laughs> to Ralph's, but no no Ralph takes full offense. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph is very angry right now. He's like oh how dare you. <laughs> Um, He's going to wreck it. (laughs) (laughs) That got me good. Wreck it, Ralph. I've never seen it. Oh, you would love it. I think you would really like it. Okay. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Yeah. I think I'm going to stay in. We'll watch a movie. 
Mm, Fondle my titties. No, I'm kidding. That's insane. Okay. <laughs> that's insane. That's what a those that's an insane plan to be like, I'm gonna stay inside and just fondle myself. Well, I mean it's not insane. <laughs> if I only fondle my titties and do nothing else and I go, ah, satiated. <laughs> mm. I yeah. I would need more. Yeah. But me too. Maybe there are people who just need that. Maybe. Not me. I'm a theragun myself later. Totally. Any jackhammer. <laughs> Any whole toolbox to take care of this. Yeah, gotta get to it. Gotta fix myself up. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between. Beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling selection of timeless designs, perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelet, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, and wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora. Be love. I don't wear makeup often, but when I do, I want to make sure I can use products that work for my skin and look good for my skin color. And so that's why I like Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. Their Brilliant Eye Brightener can be used as highlighter-eyeshadow combo that makes your eye look effortless. It comes in 16 buildable shades to choose from and play with. Their easy-to-use Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. It holds like wax and blends like a powder. I love the Waterproof Eyebrow Liner because most of the time I just do my eyebrows and walk out the door. I like having a nice little, like, finished look. It looks like I tried, but I really didn't. I don't need multiple things. I don't need a brush and then a separate liner and then a separate color and blah, blah, blah. It's all one thing and it's great. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash best friends. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash best friends. For 10% off your first order. Black representation in the media means so much to me. I loved Whoopi Goldberg growing up and I was like, oh, that's a woman who like, she, she's got the same skin tone as me. She kind of looks like me and I can do it. So honestly, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. 
Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. I think about grocery stores a lot and how they can all be better. <laughs> you know what food store you need to go to. If you I love that you call them food stores. Which food store? Um, what other store? How do you say? How else? Do grocery you store? Grocery store, supermarket, but food store? I think that's going to be my It is a food now. store. It is a food it, store. It I love sell it. sell food. But... <laughs> You need to go to a Wegmans. Have you ever been to a Wegmans? Oh, yes. Wegmans Wegmans is great. Wegmans Mm -hmm. is specifically East Coast. Yes. And growing up, I think we got the Wegmans and Cold Snack. It was in like an uppity neighborhood. And we would trap my mom. Like she would take those coupons and she would get some gourmet things on sale. (laughs) (laughs) I got a purse from Wegmans. I. (laughs) <laughs> one of my favorite stories you were with Christy Cello and yes. I can't even remember if we were on the phone or in person and both of you were like we got purses at Wegmans and it was so we funny had the best time at Wegmans they had like a little Italian restaurant in there mm-hmm. they had a little pumpkin <laughs> patch they had cl- clothing and, <laughs> and accessories yeah. I-, I love a Wegmans Spend the whole day in Wegmans. It's great. <laughs> I also really love a Target with a grocery store in it. Oh, God, you get some jeans. My favorite <laughs> jeans of right now are from Target. They're oh. like ankle length, the perfect amount of stretch, straight leg, because I'm no longer into skinny jeans, but I'm not into the wide leg pants mm-hmm. that they keep fucking making for plus size people because they have no desire to learn how to taper a leg for a fat leg. Um, so these Target jeans, they're really perfect. I brought four pairs of them. Anywho, so you stop in the clothing, maybe get a bathing suit. Then you look at the workout stuff and go, you never make anything I like in my size. And then you mosey on over to the food and you go, mm, everything's here. <laughs> well, I gotta get myself to Target. <laughs> okay, here is the best way to go to Target. Take half a Xanax, walk around. Nothing will feel more magical. That sounds like I have a problem. The reason why that I did, I went to the dentist and the first time I went, I think I've explained it on the show, they didn't put me under, they ripped, they took my teeth. Um, <laughs> and the second time I had a panic attack, so they gave me some Xanax. And then driving home, I was like, I got to get to Target. And I went to Target and boy, I felt great. <laughs> Everything was there for me. I I'm filled so my cart and bought one thing. I got to the register and I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) And that's the only time I've ever done that. Usually I just buy everything. Okay. Okay. When I was in high school, um, there wasn't much to do if you weren't Mm. a bad kid. And (laughs) other than like drugs. (laughs) What were the bad kids doing this year? Drinking and fucking. I don't know. What bad kids do? I didn't do it. I'm blown away by people. When did you lose your virginity? Do you mind saying? 23. I think I was 21. And I am blown away by people who fuck in high school. It is wild to me. How do you, how does that even happen? I'm never touchy feely with people enough to like let them know I'm trying to like fuck or I wasn't in high school. Like, how does that happen? Like, what's this math problem? Get in my pussy? (laughs) 
I think you. I, I, I don't think people even trying to run game in high school. I think you're just like, I'm horny. This girl has tits now. Mm-hmm. Do you want to come in my? You want to get in my car? Like I don't know. You, like I think you're wow. hot. You want to fuck? I think. Wow. I honestly, I don't know. It never happened to me. I don't think I've seen a picture of you in high school. Hmm. I'm dying to know what you look like in high school. Because I could show you why I wasn't getting no dick in high school. (laughs) (laughs) There's a performance of me singing Turn Back, Oh Man, and Godspell that can explain to you why I was not getting no dick in high school. (laughs) I'll show you pictures. I mean, honestly, I looked fine. It wasn't my looks. It was my personality. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. But that makes me believe that it was not your personality if you can say that right now. That's so funny. (laughs) It wasn't my look. It was my personality. I think I was just a very shy kid. Oh, this is Jordan as a teenager. You look so cute. You are adorable. Were you a cheerleader? (laughs) Who's that boy? No. no. Did you fuck in high school? (laughs) No, no, no. I did not. I did not. You look like you do. You look popular and cool. (laughs) I was... (laughs) I very much was not, but I realized that I had to find a high school picture for another podcast, and I was like, oh, I have this. But that boy was a boy who went to an all-boys school and was nothing. Um, <laughs> but I didn't know. I, I also lost my virginity outside of high school. But I had friends who were doing stuff in high school, and I knew people who were doing stuff in middle school. I can, mm-hmm. My head cannot comprehend being any form of sexually active at 12 or 13. Yeah, me either. I feel like people were kissing in middle school. I I was just like not a part of that. Like nobody was inviting me to kiss. <laughs> nobody. I also didn't get any invites to kiss. People were definitely fucking in middle school, in my middle school, because they were girls who were getting pregnant. Oh, we didn't have anyone pregnant until junior year, I feel like from my grade. Mm-hmm. I think I could be wrong about that. It might have been uh, sophomore year. No pregnancies in middle school that were full term. Um, there could have been some little buns in the oven that the ovens got turned off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Question for you two. Speaking of getting pregnant, when was your like first, I guess, health class that talked about sexual health or any? Great question. I don't remember the first one. I just remember we had scare tactics. Like, they would just show us pictures of, like, STDs and be like, this is gonorrhea. Or, like, it looked like cauliflower coming out of someone's asshole. (laughs) You don't want to have sex or this is gonna happen to you. And then we had these baby think about it Mm -hmm. where there's, like, little robotic babies that we had to take care of that would, like, cry, Mm -hmm. like, automatically. And And you have to figure out. Key in them. You just stick like uh well we had a bottle. You just stick oh. a bottle in them. Oh, but but to figure out the results, you did stick a key in them oh, to get okay. the like computer chip out or whatever to be like, how good of a parent were you this week? I was a terrible parent. Because I had school. <laughs> I don't give a shit about this kid. I didn't ask for this kid. I didn't ask for this life. I just want to do my homework. <laughs> Go to school. I, I just want to do my. Maybe it was your personality. I just want to do my homework and go to school. <laughs> Nobody has ever said those words as a child. I don't know. We had baby think it overs, but I didn't get one. I think I had to carry around like an egg or a baby doll. But I remember I was talking to Dave Coleman, this kid I went to. I think we went to elementary, middle school, and high school together. We were like reminiscing. This other kid, Eric Heyer, he he had a baby. 
that he drew on. And I remember going to the office because I was in trouble and our vice principal was like, why are you drawing on babies? What is wrong with you? Just take care of your baby. And he responded with, because he would never (laughs) talk to like adults when he was being chastised. He would make noises at them. And it was never not funny. (laughs) Oh, God. That's really funny. I wonder where he is. God. It was so... He would... Then Dave was also, he was, he had a class with him. He said every day at two o'clock, he would be like, it's two o'clock and everything's all right. Or no, it's two o'clock and we're ready to rock or something like that. He was the funniest person. <laughs> I wonder where he is now. He sounds really funny. <laughs> oh, maybe it was two o'clock. Everything's all well. I don't know. It was some, at two o'clock every single day. He would do <laughs> And I, yeah, he was just so funny. Boy. I love it. You could just be weird as hell in, in school and just <laughs> live your life. Yeah. There's no, um, it doesn't affect your grade or anything. You can be no. weird. <laughs> it just might affect your social standing. Yeah. There was this other kid, Dave Hickman. He, at random points in class, would go, well, okay, for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I love and that. He was so tiny. He was like, I don't know, three foot tall. No, four feet? I don't know. He was so tiny. And he would just mm-hmm. be screaming all the time. I think I went to school with a lot of screamers. Maybe that's why I'm like this. <laughs> Something about your school just made everyone really loud. <laughs> <laughs> you all were losing your mind in there. Just losing it. <laughs> it's like a gas leak and no one knew. <laughs> Honestly, maybe. Um, but that is so wild to me to make people carry around a baby doll like sure the yeah. baby doll's annoying it's gonna cry or whatever but also you can leave a doll in a car do you know what i mean it's like that's not gonna make you a parent that's not gonna tell you how hard it is to be a parent we should be giving kids real ass babies <laughs> carry that around for a week you'll not you'll you'll be a little safer i think uh, but th- but hmm? like whose babies are these hmm? Whose babies are they that are going to carry to wrap my children? It should be scared straight for, for babies. The teen moms will be like, do you want this? As the baby fucking pukes on you. Do you want that? As the diaper explodes on you. But what if the person who's <laughs> testing it out actually hurts the baby somehow? Well, you know, sometimes people get hurt for education. What if the kid dies? Oh, well, you took it too far. Why are you killing that baby, Sashir? Well, I mean, by accident. <laughs> Maybe they left it in the car. Mm-hmm. Maybe it slept wrong. I don't know. Does that kid has? Do they have to go to jail because they accidentally killed their project? Yeah, and that's that's the lesson learned. If you had a kid and it died, you'd go to jail. <laughs> so I mean, it was a week, dude, and you couldn't keep a baby alive. My, you got to go to jail. These are some extreme circumstances. I'm opening a school. I am opening a school. <laughs> Please do not. Where I, still I will don't know have where you're babies. Getting these hmm? babies from? Where am I getting them from? of planes uh trains i'm snatching babies i'm stealing them for school no this is a legal operation (laughs) i don't know where you could get babies from i don't either (laughs) if you just take that clip that's like (laughs) like a conservative person's like dream to be like they're trying to find babies to take they're stealing all the babies stealing them um yeah i I don't know. I think there literally is something. Maybe it's a date a thing where you have to like work at a preschool for a day. I don't know. Okay. 
I, there is something to taking care of an actual human being. It's just that I yeah. think would make you realize the levity of having a child. There is no gravity. Yeah, because it's like you get pregnant. OK, so now you have a kid and you're going to raise it and maybe you read a book or two. But like, nope, no, like I just learned that when you um, oh, shit, what did I learn? Oh, that mm-hmm. when you have a C-section, they take your parts of your body out. Like intestines and stuff like they or like, I don't know, they like take stuff out and put it back in. Nobody fucking told me to, that. Like, get it out of the way. Yeah, I guess the baby's like a like a grab bag. You're grabbing different things so you, <laughs> yeah, you, you find that baby, and then you got to put the grab bag back together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, nobody told me that. I learned that this year. There is oh, also your hair fucking falls out. They can, yeah. And then babies can give you what is it? Gesticular diabetes. A baby can make you diabetic. Yeah, like well, there's a lot of wild stuff that can happen shit. to your body after you have a kid. Yeah, there's I saw a post that was like a woman was lactating from her armpits. Are you like, telling me I'm gonna have milky armpits? <laughs> no, it's po- it's possible. I think it's a small percentage, but that like that has happened to some people. Mm-mm. <laughs> I think what has also shocked me is how expensive it is. I truly yeah. thought you'd go into the hospital, have your baby, leave. Not go to the hospital, have your baby, and get slammed with like tens of thousands of dollars because you had mm-hmm. this child. And mm-hmm. on top of that, now if you have a baby who needs to be in a NICU, that's even, that's so much money that... I just, that really blew my mind. Like, out yeah. the gate, after all that shit, it's like, you cost that much money? Uh-uh. This is not Mm-mm. a good grab bag. <laughs> I'm putting this grab bag right back where it came from. <laughs> yeah, put it right back in there. Goodbye. Yeah, I... Oof. oof. I couldn't do it. I won't do it. I couldn't. My hair? Get real. <laughs> well, you wear wigs all the time anyway. I do, but I just think about being like a balding, diabetic, lactating from my armpits with a giant scar and like just being like, I love you. <laughs> no, I don't. The fuck I do. Wait, mm. how much is this? In the U.S., the average cost of a vaginal birth is $13,000. That is a Honda Civic. And then and the a Honda Civic C-section does shit is for you. <laughs> and a C-section is $22,000. Oh, my God. That's a Prius. But it's also like, in addition to raising it, you're still paying more money. The mm-hmm. cost never ends. It just increases. If anything, children are bad investments. Because so, okay, your initial investment is $13,000. What is your return? Raising a good person? That doesn't rival the cost of inflation and maybe you not making more money by the end of this kid. Like, what what are you getting at the end of this child, at the end of the 18-year term? Well, I maybe guess it put- used to be a good investment because I think more families would have people work in whatever the family business was. Mm. So you're essentially creating a new employee. Or like there used to be literal dowries where people would get, you know, like payment would be exchanged for like marrying your kid to some other family. Mm -hmm. But now you can do whatever they want. Yeah. And they don't have to reinvest into the family if they don't want to. Sure don't. 
Imagine spending $13,000 on a kid. They grow up to be like a TikTok star. They make so much money and then they stick you in a home and don't care about you. And you're like, but I, my initial investment, I loved you. Why are you doing this to me? Why am I watching you on TikTok instead of you visiting me? Mm. You do get tax credits. Um, so when you file taxes, you can get, I believe it's 2000 or more per child. Oh, so you do? Okay. So the, you just get rebates, essentially. <laughs> the government slowly reimburses you for your investment. Yeah. So as long as okay. you are the, they are dependent on you, you can, you can claim that child at, until they're 18 or as long as you have them. If you get emancipated, does the kid get the two grand? The mm. kid is then independent and you can't claim them on your taxes the following year. Uh. Yeah. But that, I mean, you, as a person, you can't claim yourself as a, the, I mean, well, I'm not my own dependent. I don't know. I don't know either. Taxes are hard. Mm. They are so hard. And I learned somewhere that they make it hard by design. Big what? tax made it hard by design. So then you go to Liberty Mutual or whatever TurboTax to help you. So you pay someone to help you with this confusing thing that shouldn't be that confusing. But who made taxes? The government. Like Liberty Mutual didn't make taxes. So the government, the government taxes. Is the Big government tax. getting a cut of what? Li sure. But is the Prop government getting <laughs> a cut of Liberty Mutual's? Probably. Clientele? I don't Probably. Think so. I think they're independent. Or they're like backing lawmakers who make law. I don't know. Listen, I said something and I don't really have the goods to follow it up. I do believe yet so that they did make it complicated for a reason. <laughs> I don't know if the reason you said is big true. tax. <laughs> big tax. Big Y. <laughs> big Y. Big E. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your own body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that will block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. That's why they fight every day to push for common-sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctor. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Why not grocery shop from the comfort of your couch? With Thrive Market, the no-junk-food-healthy grocery store, you can! Make Thrive Market your go-to for your grocery and household essentials. The convenience of getting everything online and quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, 
They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. Use their on-site filters to curate your own shopping experience to make simpler, healthier swaps. So the filters I use are... I don't want gluten in my belly. So I say, no gluten, because gluten sometimes it hurts my tummy. So I say, less gluten, more not tootin', you know, because sometimes I get farty. Okay, save time and money as the Thrive Market member on every single grocery order on average. Customers save over 30% each time. I love how Thrive Market supports my life and grocery shopping habits. Ooh, they have a Thrive Market brand creamy peanut butter 16-ounce jar. And that's that's something I like. And then they have Thrive Market grass-fed organic ground beef. Oh, boy. Boy, it's so yummy and delicious. So save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash best friends for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash best friends. Thrivemarket.com slash best friends. Should we answer queries or take a quiz? I think some queries, right? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Hello, my beautiful black melanated women queens. Um, I'm going to disguise my name, even though you don't know my name. My name is uh, Kathy. And I have a friend who is named Darren. And Darren goes by she, her, hers pronoun. And Darren has a boyfriend. His name is going to be Bobby. So I went to dinner with Darren and Bobby, and I really liked them a lot. They're great people, great relationship. But when I was talking to Bobby alone by ourselves, he mentioned that maybe he didn't want to be in his relationship and how he was, like, looking for other people. And it was a little awkward because I felt like it was a little flirty, but I wasn't quite sure and I didn't mention it because like I don't want to be like hey your boyfriend was all up in my DMs and all up in my business uh, and I feel like that's just rude um so I kind of let it go but then a few weeks went past and we went to a friend's party um and he did it again he was very much like in my space and he's a great guy he's funny he is amazing but it feels a little weird because it definitely feels like he is flirting with me every time I see him and he actively mentions how much he wouldn't mind if he wasn't in a relationship with his his partner anymore and that makes me uncomfortable so if you have any advice please let me know so a person who's in a relationship with their friend is hitting on them um I think it's okay to be like, hey, I'm uncomfortable with how flirty you're being or are or asking, like, are you flirting with me? And if they say mm-hmm. yes, be like, oh, no, 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 no. You're dating my friend. I don't know. That's tough for me. Yeah, I think you can say this is this is inappropriate or I feel uncomfortable with this. But also, may, I mean, maybe bro code, maybe you should tell your friend. Like... Yeah. If if my man was trying to hit on you, Nicole. Uh-huh, me. Yeah, you. Nicole. 
you, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> would you, what would you do? Um, interesting. Okay. So we're at a party. You're yeah. away hula hooping. <laughs> he comes over, hits on me. Mm-hmm. At this point in our relationship, I would be like, Squeeze, is this a joke? What are you doing? You got to explain this to me. What is this? Let's say um, this was like a couple months in. Okay, a couple months in. I probably would say, huh, sir, you can't do that. You can't hit on me like that. If you're doing this with me, are you doing this with other people? And then I'd probably say, I think I'm going to have to tell Sashir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I would... I mean, if this was a couple months in, I'm at the age that I was at then, I would march him over to you and be like, he just hit on me. Yeah. What say you? You tell her what you did. Um, but I know not everyone is like me. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know what? If you are very close to your friend and this person isn't really close, I think, yeah, maybe talk to your friend and be like, just so you know, they hit on me. It made me feel a little uncomfortable. It felt more uncomfortable not telling you. And I know how weird that is. Um, but I mm-hmm. just want you to be aware. And also, I don't know if your relationship is like you get to do that. So I just want to like make every, everything crystal clear. Yeah, I think so, too. Because there's really no reason to not tell your friend. Mm-hmm. Like, why keep your why keep this person secret? Because even if they weren't hitting on you, they probably are hitting on other people. Mm-hmm. And you would want to tell your friend that anyway. Like, hey, heads up. Your your person's slipping and then they can make <laughs> their own decision mm-hmm. on if they still want to be with this person or like, you know, yeah. Do they have an arrangement where they can step outside of the relationship? Mm-hmm. Do they want that? If not, then your friend needs to decide, do they want to stay with a person who's going to continuously flirt mm-hmm. with other people, especially people who are their friend? Yeah, that's the thing I'm bumping up against. I'm like, do you think, I, like, friends don't talk? Like, I just can't yeah. wrap my mind around being new to a friend group, flirting with my person's friend, not thinking mm-hmm. that they're going to say something to the the friend that this person's bold in a way that I don't understand, or maybe they're trying to blow everything up. Maybe they want to break up with the friend, oh, with maybe. Darren, but they don't know how to do it. So they're like, "I'm gonna flirt with their best friend or friend, mm. and maybe they'll say something, and then Darren has to break up with me, and then I didn't have to do it." Maybe it just seems like there's an easier way to live a life. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Boy, oh boy. Yeah, I, I, yeah I think talking, I think you're right, Sashir. You saying talking to the friend is, because that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I absolutely, I, th- I think it's a hard conversation, but I absolutely would be like, your dude hit on me. And I don't think that's okay, unless you're okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Sashir, mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. you have believed me? Whoa. I mean, ooh. Because that happens sometimes where Love is Blind, season two, very good. And you get blinded by this person that you're like enamored with that you're like, well, they're jealous of me. Of course they think they're flirting with them because that's what they want. They want what I have. That's like, that's a thing that happens. 
This is the thing that happens. This is also particularly hard for us because you straight up didn't like my man when when he was first in the picture. Or maybe you didn't know that you did, didn't like him. You just didn't like that he was there. Was suspicious. Also, jealous of time spent with other people. Yeah. Um, she has since grown up. Uh, <laughs> slightly. But um, no, I love him. I think he's great. But I also, you know, I'm protective. I was like, what are your actual intentions? Like, are you going to be nice to my friend? Are you going to treat her good? Are you going to break her heart? What's going to happen? Um, and I think he heeded my warning. has <laughs> been straight, a, straightened him right up. behavior. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, coming in hot like that and then being like, he's hitting on me? I don't know if he would have believed me. I don't think I would have, actually. <laughs> I'm like... She's lost it. <laughs> She's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, but everyone's not like me. Like, if you haven't been a lunatic, I think it's okay to say something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a good track record before that point. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and say something. But if you got very drunk at a bar where the first time you meet him, uh, your friend goes to the bathroom and you look him dead in the eyes and go, if you hurt her, I'll kill you. Ginger's shot? <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't say anything. <laughs> mm. Wow. Wild that you're still my friend. I knew it wasn't a reflection of, like, you. I, I, it was like, I knew that it was just you were feeling like I was drifting away from you illegally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're trying to emancipate from our friendship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. You know, it's really is is interesting and eerie that abandonment issues show up in all of my <laughs> relationships. Mm-hmm. Well, when you got those issues, you got those issues. Yeah. Then, I'm gonna have a good session on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> another question yes please um hi nicole and shakir um oh my gosh sorry uh shakir uh, i've been drinking a couple <laughs> thousand white calls but anyway i um have a question so i am my cousin's maid of honor my cousin is basically like my sister and i went through long story short um I went through, like, a sexual assault when I was around 25. I just turned <laughs> 30, very happy to leave my 20s behind. Um, but basically all the friends that I had before my assault um, kind of, like, up and abandoned me. And now they are, like, best friends with my cousin. And my cousin is basically my sister. Um, but now that she's getting married, I have to, like, be around these people, and she consistently tells me that these people don't like me, and they don't want me around. Um, I asked about a lot after my assault. I did not know how to deal with it. It was very dark. Um, I'm doing better now in therapy. Like, everything's great, but um, I don't know really how to, like, deal with being her maid of honor because it seems like she doesn't really want me to do anything. Like, I wasn't even invited to her birthday dinner because another bridesmaid, like, orchestrated her birthday dinner and, like, just didn't invite me. Um, I would 
like, what is your opinion on this? I'm not really sure uh, what to do or how to, like, kind of, like, stand up for myself a little bit. I want to be there for her for her wedding, but I also, like, I don't really want to deal with, like, her telling me how much these people hate me and feel uncomfortable at, like, certain events. Um, I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Ah! All right. Bye. Mm-hmm. It sounds like this cousin's not your friend. Yeah. Yeah, I would never go out of my way to let you know that someone doesn't like you. That's yeah. not kind. That's not taking care of a person. That's mean. It's very mean. And then uh, that she, like, hangs out with people who, like, turn their back on her after, like, a sexual assault. Like, mm-hmm. All of this sounds like an in- like ingredients to just like not a nice time. But I wonder um, why she would ask her cousin to be. I wonder why the cousin would ask this caller to be the maid of honor when it doesn't sound like she likes her. Yeah, I mean maybe she like we don't we don't know the whole story, but no, she's not the little that we got from this call. This doesn't mm-hmm. sound like friend behavior. No, I think maybe the cousin asked her to be made of honor because they had been sister-like and had for mm-hmm. so long. And then this shift is new. So sometimes when there's a shift in a relationship, you still kind of hold on to like the old stuff. Um, do you know what I mean? I mean, Where maybe, like, but like the assault happened five years ago. Yeah, okay. And she's getting married now. Yeah, okay. Mm, there's a lot of time um i don't know i'm i was like trying to like yeah it's <laughs> like spinning wheels to be like i don't know maybe they still feel like sister i don't know i just i feel like you shouldn't put yourself in a situation or callers shouldn't put themselves in a situation where they're going to be made you know they're gonna feel bad because it's mm-hmm. like you've been working on yourself in therapy and that's wonderful and you don't want to have to do more work because these people made you feel some type of way. I mean, maybe be bold, start a group text and be like, I'd like to be included in some of this stuff leading up to the wedding. No, because then if nobody responds, that's not nice. Yeah, I guess not all sisters have to be friends. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they if they were sisters, it's possible the bride felt obligated to ask their sister or the person like Mm. your sister to be the maid of honor but doesn't actually want them to like hang out with their friends so maybe you could look at this as like a job as your maid of honor and title you can just be like yeah i'll show up to all the events that you invite me to and then i'll go home or like you know and then i'll go where the love is i'll go surround myself with people who actually like me as opposed to like trying to get in with these people because they clearly don't like you and i don't think I don't think it serves your energy to be around them either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe just protect yourself. Like, I'm going to be there for my cousin because I feel like I should. Although, should I don't you? think you have to. Yeah, I don't think you have to feel like you should. But if you want to, yeah, be there for them when you can. But then do take your energy as a priority. And uh, mm-hmm. get out of there as soon as you can. 
Yeah, I think that's good advice to just like look at it as a job. Get in, get out, do your do your duties and get a, get get it, just get it done. Yeah. Sucks um, though. And it's a sucks. shitty situation. I feel for you and I'm really sorry. Yeah. And then yeah, the actual ceremony, maybe just like hang with your plus one mm-hmm. and any other friends or family members who are there that you actually enjoy. And then you don't have to stay long. You can just really like get out of there whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Jordan, do you have any advice? As someone who's been in a similar situation um, where I had something happen and I told friends, I'm also not very close with those friends. Um, And it's weird because you think that you're um, talking to people and they're going to be understanding and you can't anticipate how someone's going to react when you tell them stuff like that. Um, but I I agree with you guys 100%. It's I put my energy and time into people who do care about me. And if I was in the same situation, I would do just like you guys said. I would be there for my cousin for the big day and I'd be in and out. Or I would be hanging out with people who I know are going to be there and support me. And maybe that means like bringing a friend as a plus one. Or if you know that other family members are going to be there, then just hang out with them. But... Mm-hmm. I'm also the type of person who's in your face and would be like, why wasn't I invited to this thing when I'm literally part of the wedding party? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it is hard and it's a really shitty situation to be in. And um, those friends of yours who who uh, abandoned you, they fucking suck. And they should know that. Mm -hmm. So that's all I have to say. Yeah, they're no bueno. No. I mean, that can be your maid of honor speech. Just be like, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go to that wedding and fucking set it off. Set it off, burn it to the ground. Yes. And then end it by being like, you got served, you got served. <laughs> Bring you got served back. <laughs> Start a dance battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sucks though. And I'm, oh God, I feel for you. Yeah, I hope it goes uh, well. Me too. Let us know. Well Give us an update. Yeah. And if you have any questions or queries or updates, you can email us at nicoleandsashir at gmail.com or you can call or leave a vo- voicemail or text us at 424-645-7003. We also have merch at podswag.com slash friends. Lastly, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. That is the easiest way to support this show. Don't you know it? All right. From sunny California we all, we to the thing. Oh, shit. We have, we have a show at Largo on Saturday, um, 7-16, July 16th. See Go you later. <laughs> God, I'll do it. We also have a show at Largo in Los Angeles Saturday, July 16th. Go to Largo-LA.com for tickets. From sunny Los Angeles, California. Have a good day, morning, or evening. (laughs) Signing off. (laughs) Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. 
That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.